0: Yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach Whisperers NRL Supercoach Podcast for 2021. Now, been a couple of days in between pods. Uh, Thanks for the messages, for everyone reaching out, asking where they're at. Had some stuff going on in the personal life that I had to take uh, a step away from the microphone and, and deal with that, but we are back up and running uh, getting closer and closer to the season. I'm counting the other days and I can't wait. Had some uh, a really good trial game the other day and obviously the All-Stars game that's coming up, more trials to come out too. So footy is slowly coming back and uh, I can't wait. I'm sure you guys can't either. But today I just wanted to, to talk about setting yourself uh, on the right track and standing out from the crowd in terms of player selection. Now it's no secret that a lot of you guys are going to pick the guns that, that everyone else has, and that's totally fine. There's there's guys that warrant picking, um, but there are some guys that have really low ownership that have a potential upside that that I think are worth taking the risk on. Um, I've got three names today, I'm going to have three names tomorrow, and I'm going to have four the next, so I'm going to give you guys 10 players who I think are, are really good pods that are flying under the radar that could have really good 2021 seasons and help you guys stand out from the pack. Now, these are in no particular order, but number one, we have a man that is currently in my side, and I'm surprised he's not in more people's sides, and it's Dylan Brown, 5 5'8", priced at 564700 just to the 5'8", no dual position, but it, uh, it baffles me that this guy is only owned by 3% of teams. Now, last year he had a 64 average, a 37 base, he is a ball hog, I'm not going to put it lightly, he is. But he's also a tackling machine. That's exactly what you want from your Super Coach halves A guy that won't pass the ball, and a guy that's just going to make a shit ton of tackles. And when he does pass the ball, you know it's a good spot. He loves to catch it, get back on the inside, break the line here or there. But you know when Dylan Brown does give the ball, it's generally a good look for them. Now, I just wanted to quickly run over his draw for the first five rounds. Round one, we've got the Broncos. Round two, we have the Storm. Round three, we have the Sharks. Round four, the Tigers, and round five, the Dragons. Now that's four bottom eight teams out of five, in my opinion. Only the Melbourne Storm will make the top eight, in my opinion, out of that group. He is on Parramatta's strike side as well, and like I said, only owned at three percent, which I think is baffling considering how good Parramatta are going to go this year. We obviously know that they've built a fantastic roster. I don't think is quite premiership ready, but they're definitely going to be there and thereabouts uh, come the end of the season. That first five-round draw is phenomenal. He has all the upside in the world. If you're going to go pod and not going to run a gun 5'8th in Walker or Munster, I think Brown's the next best option, and I've managed to find the cash to get Brown and Munster in both in my side. And yeah, I just just don't know why we aren't speaking about Dylan Brown uh, as much as I guess, other players, someone like a Cody Walker. I think Dylan Brennan has a much more upside than Cody Walker personally, but maybe I'm not saying something and that's why we're not talking about him, but I uh, I really expect Dylan Brennan to have a fantastic year in 2021. Now, number two on the list is a man that I made a post on a couple of days ago, and it's Mitch Barnett. Now, in order to look at Barnett's true value, we need to go back to his 2019 stats when we had a good sample size at him at second row. He played a couple of games there last year, but too small for re- for me to really... Uh, use them as, as concrete evidence. Obviously the news Lachlan Fitzgibbon is out due to surgery, Mitch Barnett will come into second row with Connor Watson going to 13. Now we look at his 2019 stats, we have a 65.6 average second row, he did not play a game below 65 minutes in that year and even if we want to go back one more year, in 2018 he had a 61.1 second row average at just 1% ownership really baffles me. I think that's going to pick up the closer we get and the more people start talking about him. But I wanted to get you guys onto him now before the news really blows up. But yeah, Mitch Barnett, I think, he is going to be back at his 2019 best, around that 65 average and and priced under that. So I think it's a really good pickup. He's, some, someone's going to be there all year, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to be playing Origin. Obviously, there's a, stack, a stacked second row for New South Wales. Um, there's a lot more guys in line than he is, so he's going to be a guy that gets you through those middle periods of the year, he has a phenomenal draw to start the year, he has the Bulldogs, the Warriors, the Tigers, the Dragons and the Titans, all five teams at the moment as of time of recording I think will be in the bottom eight, that's obviously pending the Cam Smith signing to the Titans, but as I record this now I think all five of those sides will be in the bottom eight, If he plays on the left, I think that's a slam-dunk pick. He's obviously going to link up well with Caelan Ponga, but we know that in the last couple of years, Ponga has started to open up his arsenal along both sides of the field, so whether he aims up on the left or the right, I don't think that's going to impact him too heavily. Obviously, if he lands on the left, it's going to make life a lot easier in terms of more attacking stats. We go back to what Caelan Ponga did with Lachlan Fitzgibbon three years ago on that left edge, but even on the right, Ponga has started to float more between the two sides, I really think uh, Mitch Barnett is someone that you guys need to seriously have your eye on. I think he'd become a really good option to swap out Tamalolo for you guys that are a little bit worried about the minutes that Tamalolo will play this year. So I think Mitch Barnett is someone that you guys really need to look at and especially for 1% ownership. And last on the list today is Marty Tapao, obviously a former Supercoach Gun who has sort of tailed off a little bit in the last couple of years but not too much for me to put the red line through him. Has a PPM of 1.22 over the last four years. He has lost his strike partner in the front row in Adam Fenua Blake. I think that's going to help his output even more. A young uh, Taniela Paseka and a new Josh Aloia coming to the side. I think Des Hazel is going to rely on Muddy to power to lead those guys heavily. He's uh, had an average of above 60 for the last five years. Now his minutes have decreased over that time frame, but his workload has only increased as well. Manly are a genuine premiership side with Turbo fit, I think Marty's a big factor to that, we know that they're going to go through the middle of teams uh, quite frequently, especially if uh, Turbo is fit, they're going to need to get on that front foot and Marty's going to be someone that I think can really get them through. Uh, despite the age of Marty going up, his body is holding together well, he's only missed four games in the last three years, he's obviously a Kiwi and won't play Origin he has less than 30% variance in the last 4 years. So for you guys that don't know what that means, a variance rating, I will be talking about it uh, a fair bit this year. It's just the percentage of how much they deviate away from their base, oh sorry, their average. So Marty's is less than 30% and 20% is considered excellent and 50% is considered awful. So he has a really good variance. And uh, he's only owned by 4% of people as well. So another one that's really flying under the radar in terms of the front row options. This year, I think is a year that you can deviate away from the norm in the front row. The last couple of years, it's been sort of a couple of names that you must start with. I don't think that's the case this year. And uh, Manly, uh, a really good side this year to base your team around. Marty at 4%, I think, is another one that you guys need to look at. You guys just need to weigh up the balance of your sides and uh, work out if Marty is someone that you guys want to be running in your side. I think at 4% ownership, there is definitely worse people to put there. We know what he can do in prior years with no Adam Finnell-Blake. It just gives him more reasons in the pro column to put him in the side and expect a big year from Marty. So that wraps up the three players today. Like I said, I've got more lined up in the can for these guys that are a little bit under the radar, low-percent ownership players that you guys should be looking at. But uh, yeah, look for the Supercoach content, guys, that's it today but I just wanted to leave the mic running and have a chat with you guys quickly, because I have been getting a lot of new followers recently, and a lot of you guys are reaching out and giving me support, and uh, I just want to say that means so much to me, guys. It's a little bit hard as a one-man show, I have noted, um, sometimes just to get the the energy to put this content out, because you're not having someone there to sort of prep you or, or get you going, so as a one-man show, it is sometimes hard to find that motivation, but Seeing uh, all the the great reviews you guys are leaving on the iTunes store, seeing all the positive messages you guys are sending me, uh, I'm only seeing these podcast numbers shoot up. It's far exceeded um, the response I thought I was going to get this year. I sat down with a couple of close friends just before I started the page, and I had a goal of 400 followers before round one. Uh, I think we are very, very close to 4,000, so 10 times the amount of support I thought I was going to get. Uh, this page wouldn't be anything without the, the, the supporters that I've got, guys, so i'm really excited for 2021 i've got some big things coming throughout the year and uh it's all down to you guys the guys that have been here from day one or well, the guys that uh just started following today it uh, it means the world to me guys and i just want to thank you all so much but for today that's everything and keep your friends close and keep your pods closer that'll knock a jacket potato out of you that and the cheese and the coleslaw